Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Babel podcast, an episode that absolutely had to be recorded. We're sat here on Thursday, um, and, and there's just so much to talk about uh, ahead of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the season finale. Um, it's been an unbelievable season. We're going to talk about that all next week. Today, there's one thing that is on everybody's lips, everybody's minds, and it is Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen, both of them absolutely dead level on points. Um, Max leading the championship based on the fact he's got more wins so far. Um, an unbelievable title battle throughout the season. Um, and last weekend, we had probably the craziest weekend of the season, um, probably the most dramatic race of the season um, in Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah, for the first time as well. Uh, so not, not a bad way for Saudi to introduce itself um, as a track. Uh, I'm joined as usual by Joshua Fletcher, Callum McAvoy, Callum Owen. Everybody's uh, bothered to turn up now, now that there's something exciting <laughs> to talk about. Um, and really, I don't think there's any other place to start than, than on Saturday, um, where Max obviously looked to be on an unbelievable lap. Um, in Saudi Arabia uh, in qualifying and just at the last corner went slightly deep just about recovered it and then bang into the wall he goes Um, wasn't a a heavy impact but enough to put him off his lap and and possibly luckily he didn't damage his gearbox um, and he stopped immediately and I think that's definitely uh, that definitely saved him in that situation Um, but Joshua as as a Lewis Hamilton fan um, you must have been absolutely delighted to see Max hit the wall there in qualifying I wouldn't say delighted. Um, obviously, seeing him go purple-purple on a track that we thought would suit Mercedes and then seeing Bottas go go P2, it, yeah, it was a bit heart-in-mouth moment that you thought, if Stappen sticks on pole, we'll probably go on and win it. Um, but he didn't, so I don't know. Unfortunate for racing fans, I think it would have been great to see one of the best qualifying laps we've ever seen, especially in recent years. But as a as a Hamilton fan, it was a bit of a relief that he started P three rather than rather than pole. And Callum M, it, it obviously was was a massive moment in the weekend. But do you think overall with the race that we saw on Sunday that, that we're going to go on to talk about? Do you think it it made that much of a difference to to what we saw on on Sunday, considering how how crazy it was? I mean, given we had what three restarts now, nah, not really to be honest. So um, yeah, but uh, you know the, these things happen and. Uh, I mean, you never know, actually, if he had got pole, maybe, you know, you never know an F1, but uh, yeah. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we went we went on to onto the race day. Um, and and I know, I think Callum, uh, oh, you were watching this at the same time as me. Got to about two o'clock in the afternoon, settled down, you know, you're thinking about the F1 later on. Uh, Formula 2 feature race is about to get underway. We turn on our screens. Uh, there's delays because the track is being repaired. Um, the Formula 2 race then uh, starts the cars go backwards to the pit lane which was just crazy you just think this does not feel right whatsoever Um, we then have a red flag in the Formula 2 race Um, I think they only ran a 20 minute race in the end which then got cut short again by another red flag didn't it Um, and obviously I'm sure you'll join me thoughts go out to Fittipaldi and Porche who had a a pretty uh, serious accident um, who were luckily okay and, and receiving treatment but Callum, how were you feeling after that F2 race? I know you were you were watching it at the same time as I was. Um, did you feel that this this F1 Grand Prix, you know, an hour after the F2 race had finished, was just set up to, to be chaos as, as well? I mean, it worried me because obviously with so many incidents, it could ruin the F1 race. But um, I kind of watched F2 throughout the weekend and it was sort of, it was very stop-start. And I think that is, you just see the difference between F1 and F2. So I was still opt- cautiously optimistic that we wouldn't see free restarts in the F1 race, but we I mean we did. So, but I think I don't think that's anything to do maybe with the track. I think that's just more to do with the difference between F1 and F2. And uh, I have to say, you know, I watched all three of the Formula Two races, and they're all you know entertaining in, in their own different ways. And I've all, whenever that's happened, I've always the Formula One's usually been boring straight afterwards. But yeah, you know, we got we got just as much excitement. Let's get straight to it then. Um, the first thing that all kicked it off um, was at the start of the race where uh, Joshua um, Max Verstappen was nearly out at the first corner when uh, Sergio Perez. Um, you know, I can't swear on here, but you know, he must have been you know just. Imagine what was going through his mind when that happened. You know, how would, what, what do you think could have happened there if uh, if, if Perez would have hit Verstappen? Surely, you know, that would have been Perez dropped from Red Bull immediately, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think Perez's driver, I think he was obviously aware, but I think it's Christian Horner that I think everyone would have been more worried about having like that <laughs> <laughs> um, on the pit wall. Um, it would have been a shame 
I, I know we all sort of we joke here and a lot of fans joke about sort of Lewis fans and Verstappen fans wanting each other to fail, but if it would have if it would have all this hype and it would have come and Verstappen would have been out on lap one, it would have it would have ruined it. I think it would have ruined sort of the feeling around it. But I'm sure both drivers extremely nervous seeing that position and then especially on the replays and Christian Horner on that pit wall was probably freaking out <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh maybe Joss as well was was ready to have a scrap. Um but it, yeah, Red Bull must have must have worried that their race, both drivers actually could have been ruined um immediately. And the race after that settled down into a bit of a rhythm, you know, the usual gaps kind of formed, people dropped off, not wanting to really dirty air, et cetera, et cetera. Then we saw another victim of turn one twenty-two, that little high speed, unbelievably high speed complex. Uh, Mick Schumacher put it in the wall. We saw uh, Charles Leclerc do it earlier in the weekend. And and I think all three um F two races took took uh, took victims there as well. So um yeah. Mick Schumacher started it all off and we saw Bottas going a little bit too slow under the safety car. Max wasn't impressed with that. Um, I think if that had had an impact on the race, we'd probably be discussing it a bit more, but there's there's more important things to get to. Um, Mercedes obviously went for the double stack under the safety car. Then the red flag came out um, and Max Verstappen in the lead of the race, in the pit lane, could change his tyres under the red flag. Callum M, is that a rule that needs to be changed? Uh, yeah, and I'm not just saying that because I don't like Verstappen. Uh, this is, I fought this for... <laughs> many many years it's a it's a dumb rule like um it, yeah you just get a free pit stop and it's that's not really how it should work you know unless like your tires are super damaged and they have to be changed which i can completely understand but you know there used to be a rule that when the safety car was out you couldn't actually pit at all um and then which i think they got rid of because it was too dangerous because cars mm. actually had to stop to change tires but yes, yeah, under a red flag, it doesn't make sense. Um, and especially in a situation where, you know, cars in front have pitted to try and get that free pit stop, if you like. And it's an unfair advantage. And this is where you know, the controversy starts here, because it's like, oh, they deliberately withhold having a red flag, you know, for you know, that many laps. But that's all conspiracy stuff. Um, yeah, and I won't get into that, because that's a, a whole rabbit hole we don't need to go down. But uh, yeah, the rule needs to be changed on that. So yeah, the red flag comes out. We then get another restart. Um, but during that red flag, there was lots of drama. We, you know, we talked about um, this FIA radio thing at the start of the season, which has come in, um, you know, where we can hear the teams talking to the FIA. Um, I, I was just there kind of like, oh my God, what the hell is happening here? You know, you know, Mercedes shouting at the FIA and, and vice versa. And it got worse later on as well and, and more intense. Um, the, the FIA put the offer, uh, no, that's, that was later on, wasn't it? Uh, we then restarted and Max and Lewis went into turn one um, and uh, Esteban Ocon was in second. Um, Joshua, uh, sorry, Callum, um, an unbelievable kind of tussle into turn one. I think that was the one where Max uh, Max snuck down the inside, didn't he? And then took, took the lead of the race and Ocon was in second and Lewis was third, I think. Um, and then we had that big, big pile up. But that turn one, you know, um, nice stuff from Max. Um, yeah, I mean, it was all a bit of a mess into turn one. Every time I saw it, I mean, uh, watching watch F2 and F1, you saw enough starts from the grid. Every time cars were heading towards turn one, you were anticipating an accident. I think, on, I mean, on the occasion that Max did get past, it was a bit of an opportunist move. But he also not had very little to knew, lose, but knew he could put himself there. And worse comes to worse, and he had contact with Hamilton he would still hold the championship lead, which I guess is the objective by this point of the season. But I think just that whole turn one, turn two, sort of into turn three at Saudi Arabia could do with looking at, I think it needs widening because I do think you'd get there and you'd be free, sometimes even getting towards four wide in a corner that can just about handle two wide. And so I think that needs to be looked at. And I think every every duel that went into that corner, I think somebody ended up running wide or, you know, I think we saw, uh, was it Vettel and Sonoda later on in the race? They had a little collision there and, and both of them um, spun. Sonoda obviously went straight to the wall and Vettel kind of just pulled away as if nothing had happened. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that that's something that, that definitely needs work on. Um, so yeah, that, that first one was where uh, Lewis and, and Max were scrapping for it and then Ocon took the opportunity to move and went through into second. Then we had that massive pile up at the back where Perez was tagged by Leclerc, I think. 
Um, whose fault that was, I'm not quite sure. Did Perez not see Leclerc? Was Leclerc, should Leclerc have backed out? That's kind of an interesting one. What, what did you kind of think of that one, um, Joshua? Yeah, it was... It's where everyone was focusing on Max Lewis and Esteban, who got in there, and then you see all this drama around the back. Um, racing, I don't think anyone got penalised for it. I think uh, it was a bit chaotic. I think probably Perez came off a bit lighter than Charles, but I, I, it wasn't what I was focusing on. And then obviously Mazepin comes up and almost lifts George Russell up two or three inches. It was... That was the worst one. That looked a lot more dangerous than than any of the others, but very dramatic. And yeah, I think I agree. I think maybe think about widening that widening that turn one um, straight because it it was very chaotic all the time. And uh, Callum, I'm assuming this is this is where you leave the podcast, is it? You know, Perez out. You, you just turn the race off and just forgot about the rest of the drama, did you? I haven't like mentioned Sergio Perez on this podcast for months and months. You know, I think that that phase <laughs> is gone now. But, uh, yeah, he always seems to get caught up in these incidents, doesn't he? Uh, it seems, to, it seems to be either their number two, either the number two, doesn't it? It's either Bottas or Perez that kind of gets caught up in something. Um, so yeah, this is when we then uh, had another restart, and this is when we had the back and forth on the FIA uh, radio. Forgive me for for making a mistake the first time. Yeah, this is when we had the back and forth. Um, the offer was, it was uh, Ocon, Hamilton, then Verstappen. Um, did you think that was fair, Callum M, or did you think maybe the, the stewards should have should have got involved? It was the best episode of Deal or No Deal I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was just prices. Like, it's like, I shall offer you second place. And I was like, wait, what? what you're going to offer them second? Like, what, how does this work? Um, a great insight into how it all works. But um, I think they got the order correct in the end. It was... Was it Hamilton, Ocon, Verstappen they went for in the end? I think so. Or it, may, it might have been Ocon was, on pole. Uh, Ocon on pole. That was Ocon. Yeah, yeah, that, was the, yeah. yeah that, was the, that was the correct order. that they, they got it correct in the end, which was good. But uh, yeah, just fascinating. Um, yeah, I, I'm loving this FIA uh, team radio that they set up. Uh, it's just, yeah, just incredible to learn how, how it all kind of goes down. But uh, yeah, no, they got it. They got it right in the end. I think just it was really weird just to hear them going, "Oh, we're going to offer you second or third." <laughs> be like, "No, you're the you're the guys in charge. You should be saying, right, you're first, you're second, you're third. If you want to dispute this, you can talk to me, but don't like, don't go. Oh, we're going to offer you third. Like, no, you know, lay down the law a bit." Uh, I think. Uh... For me, you know, you just do not want to be Michael Matty in that position. And, and fair play to him for keeping so calm under all that pressure. You know, he talked in exactly the same tone every time somebody came on the radio and, and was shouting at him or, or whatever. Um, Callum, I did talk about it last time, that nice move from Verstappen on Hamilton into, into Turn 1. Um, Perez, obviously, we mentioned, almost took out Verstappen at the start. And I think Ocon's a, a former Mercedes driver, isn't he? And, and he almost had a collision which could have taken Hamilton out of the race. What, what did you think of, of that kind of duel at turn one where, where they made contact and somehow they, they both escaped with very little damage. I actually think whether he meant it or not, credit to Esteban Ocon, that he started from pole and stayed wide because almost as if he knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, and I think the contact is just because Verstappen was there on the inside and Hamilton maybe could have held his line, but maybe just thought to give it an extra bit of space to let Verstappen almost through because it's, it was all about survival for Lewis. So it was, I think, from Lewis and Ocon, very good sort of smart driving. And then from Verstappen, it was a perfectly good move. So it was all perfectly measured. And it's, it's good that nothing happened because it really would have ruined the race. And then I, I think uh, later on, it, we, we, it took us to lap 37 to then get some more drama. You know, we calmed down for a little bit and we all got our breath back. Um, and then Lewis Hamilton got in DRS range of Max Verstappen. I think Verstappen defended the inside line at, at turn one um, and then eventually kind of cut across Lewis. Uh, otherwise, they would have, you know, smashed into each other and, and that would have been them both out, um, which he later then got a five second penalty for, I think. Um, Joshua, the, the correct decision on that one? <sighs> It's very hard, isn't it? Because you look at precedent and you look at Brazil in a very similar incident and nothing happened. Whether that's because there wasn't the camera footage, whatever the reason was, nothing was done. So I can understand the frustration that seemingly the same thing happens, but he gets penalised. 
that he should have been penalised in Brazil. So I think I think he sort of balanced it out. It was they did both run wide in the end. I understand what Horn is saying. Um, yeah, right, right decision for me, but I'm obviously coming at it from a little bit of bias. But he he, he squeezed him and he he forced Hamilton off track and gained an advantage. So ultimately fair, but I can understand the the argument of Brazil. And then what happened next before that penalty was given was uh, you know just the most ridiculous thing that I think I, I, I've probably seen. Um, Max Verstappen slowing down on the straight to try and let Hamilton past. There was enough room for Hamilton to get past. Hamilton gets past. It looks like Verstappen slightly moves over. And obviously Lewis goes into the back of him. Um, his rear wing end plate is gone, um, but somehow he finishes the race without it. Um, Callum, I, I just can't get my head around this one. Did Verstappen break testing? We obviously don't have that kind of data. Did he leave enough room down the inside? Are Red Bull fair in saying we tried to give the position back and he didn't take it? What, what was what was your view on it? And, and I'll get uh, the rest of your views because this one, I, I can't get my head around it. Right. So rather hilariously, I actually missed this live. Uh, I left the room for about... <laughs> Uh, I left the room for about 10 minutes because uh, some of my family members who were, uh, were leaving the house, so I uh, said goodbye to them. And I came back and they were all, there was just all this like panic and discussion on the commentary. I'm thinking, <laughs> what, have I mi- what has gone down in like 10 minutes that I completely missed? And that's when I was messaging you guys and other people who I knew were watching the race, like, can you just like explain what happened? Uh, and then I saw it again. I just gasped, like, what the hell? Yeah, that's that my main line, yeah. I mean, we mentioned earlier with what happened to uh, Fittipaldi in the Formula 2 race. That, that, that Accidents like that can kill drivers. I was generally shocked by what happened. Now, clearly what's gone down is Max wants to give the place back there so he can try and get it back on the main straight, which is a perfectly legit thing to do, I think. But the manner in which it happened, you know, he slowed down to such a great degree uh, and stayed on the racing line as well, which you know, he should have pulled. If you want to do it, pull over to the inside and let Lewis go by properly. But he doesn't do it. He stays on the racing line, and then he can definitely see Lewis is directly behind him, and then he just breaks tests him completely. So, yeah, completely Max's fault. I know what he was trying to do, but I think for whatever reason, whether just the heat of the moment got to him or something, he just you know, saw red and decided to break test and where he was so yeah just quite unbelievable especially given what happened in the formula two earlier just unthinkable really that it could happen but there you go and callum i'm I'm going to try and play devil's advocate here um no no kind of argument for red bull to say you know we tried to give him the position back and he ran into us do you think that's that's just completely invalid um see i actually disagree with callum Quite, quite a lot of that. I, I don't. I say this as a fan as of Lewis and a fan of Max. I've really got no preference. I think it was more the FIA's fault, which it seems bizarre to say that two cars crashed on track. It's the FIA's fault, but when they told Verstappen uh, first that, well, they told Red Bull first that he's got to give up the position. So when Hamilton gets up to the back of Verstappen with no clue what's happening. There's already confusion there and you can't afford confusion at the minute, just well with that sort of situation. So I think it's clear that both drivers, whether they say it or not, were waiting for the DRS zone. Both wanted to go through second. And Max couldn't just slam on the brakes and let Lewis through because he was right behind him. I think there was space for Lewis to go through, but we saw it in Bahrain this year, at the start of this year when Verstappen moved offline to let Lewis through and wrecked his tyres. I think both drivers knew that if they went offline, that could well happen. And it was just, it came down to neither driver wanting to give up an inch. And personally, I don't think Verstappen did break test him. I think he broke hard, harder than he should have, but I don't think it was to test Lewis at all. I just think it was he knew that the RS zone was coming and wanted to go through second. So it was a mess, but I think the proper way of managing it would have been to tell Mercedes first tell Red Bull so both drivers knew what were aware uh, sorry both drivers were aware of what was happening and I think we could have avoided it yeah I think I think I'd have to agree would you have told them where to do it or just told them that it was going to happen um just that it's going to happen because generally 
it's the teams that say, okay, do it here. I think even uh, like Max Verstappen's race engineer came on the radio and said, do it strategically. Really think about where you're going to do it. So I think just as long as you tell them both and go, we want it done by this lap, by this, so say you've got five laps to give the place back, then I think it could have been avoided. Callum, do you think that's a, a, a fair fair response to your argument, or do you think Max should have been still should have been punished for for break testing Lewis, as, as as you put it? No, I agree completely. I'd completely forgotten the whole thing about the FIA not telling Mercedes. Um, no, so you're completely right. But it, Max still didn't handle it very well. But yes, the FIA have to take a large portion of the blame for not telling uh, Hamilton and Mercedes in advance that it was going to happen. So yeah, no, completely fair argument to make. And Joshua, as a, as a Hamilton fan, was it all Max's fault? Max should be banned from Formula One forever and should be put to the bottom of the championship and disqualified. Well, almost unbelievably, I also missed the incident live. I went, oh, dear. <laughs> I went, like, I literally, I sort of, I was watching it. I went to go and get a drink and I, like the lap before, I think it was calm, Verstappen had a decent lead, came back just to after it happened and saw Hamilton White sort of rolling um, as Verstappen sped off. I was like, what have I missed? Like, literally, sort of, you said 10 minutes, I was uh, 30 seconds, if that. Um, again, watching it back, it, it is chaotic from the FIA. And if they make the decision, they should almost... It's, it's so hard to do with timing, but almost tell Mercedes that you're going to get the place back and then tell Red Bull, you've got to do it. Because then no one slows down and it sort of... You think that might resolve it a bit quicker. Um, but for Verstappen... He didn't, I don't think he gave him enough space personally. I know a lot of people do, but coming around that part of the track, Hamilton's coming into it from a corner and then sees a car slowing down. Sort of dead centre, made mostly centerized at the track, again on the racing line, is, is presumably very worrying for a racing driver to see a car slowing down for no reason. There was no yellow flag shown. Very confusing. I also think Verstappen turns a little bit he's moved an inch or two maybe once or twice I think from the re- from my interpretation of the replay um so yeah I, I break test caused I maybe I think he's definitely initiated the contact maybe hoping that Hamilton loses his front wing or causes a puncture and then he can fly off and whatever whatever I think this I think and for I think it's Meadows to tell him strategically give the place back Again, in that part of the track, you knew what you were doing. You were just, he did it, didn't he? Straight up after he got the place off him and then gave the place back and then zoomed past him again. So it's, I think there needs to be a rule that almost don't do it in the DRS zone because then it makes the makes the decision redundant. But dangerous from Verstappen, not enough to disqualify him from the championship. Maybe he does it again next race. <laughs> um, I think maybe we need to look into what Red Bull and Max are doing. But yeah, and ultimately he got he got, he got a penalty for it, didn't he? It didn't matter retrospectively. Bottas was too far behind, but um, he got punished for it, and he got punished for the uh, steering Hamilton off the track. So, I mean, the FIA are clearly seeing something that a lot of fans are seeing that Max isn't behaving uh, the most sportsmanlike, which I think Lewis has alluded to in some of his press conferences. I think I think I'd have to agree. I think uh, for me, Max is exactly the sort of driver I am when I play. You know, I'm the racing driver. When I play the F1 game, that's exactly how I am. Whether I've got damage turned on or off, um, you know, I'm, I'm you know hard and aggressive, and and probably you know would do something like that. Um, you know, sometimes I play with my dad. I was talking to him the other day, and he described Max versus Lewis as me versus him on on kind of the F1 game and Project Cars. And he's always uh, he does absolutely everything to avoid the collision, um, and I'm the one that usually initiates all of it, and it's usually all my fault. Um, you, you, you break the, in, you break in back, you go around the castle. And you just break hard <laughs> yeah. enough that everyone there just goes yeah, like yeah, exactly. just cause a twenty car pileup. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. But uh, yeah, that, that can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen in real life because, like we've already talked about, you know, lives and and careers and and all that kind of stuff, and reputations as well for drivers that cause it are, are all on the line. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And I think both of them as well. It's probably fair to say we're lucky to to get away with it. The fact that Lewis. 
um, got away with, I guess, minimal damage to his front wing, that possibly damage that most drivers wouldn't have been able to overcome and probably were able to come in and, and have a change of front wing. And, and Max also very lucky to get away um, without a puncture on, on his on his rear left as well, where Lewis made contact. So, yeah, a really interesting one and, and good to get all of your thoughts on that. So, yeah, Lewis then uh, went on to win the race. I think Red Bull, we can probably all agree, made, made the wrong decision to put Max on those medium tyres. Um, and, and they just didn't last. And I think he dropped off massively and it was about 10 seconds behind, ten, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds he was behind Lewis by the end of the race. Um, and gutted for Esteban Ocon, who was overtaken by Bottas on the line. Fair play to Bottas for, for coming back at him and uh, and getting him. But yeah, Ocon's already, already has race wins. So uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be, you know, gutted. I think he said to, to Sky that he was, you know, going to cry or something, but um, it'll be gutted, but he's had his race win. So there you go. Um Right, let's move on because this weekend is where it all ends. Abu Dhabi, um, just before we do that, um, Callum, just your overall thoughts on, on Jeddah as a track and Callum Emmett, any, anything you would kind of change going into the future? Uh, didn't like it, circuit. Uh, way too dangerous. Uh, it's, it's one of those that's a great driver's track. Like qualifying was really enthralling, but it's such an impractical track to race on. Ryan to be a lot of a, a Formula E track, you know, very tight, very narrow, mm. very dangerous. And in Formula E, you can get away with it because you're not going as quickly. Um, but yeah, it just didn't didn't do, didn't work for me. Um, reminds me a little bit of Baku, which I've kind of warmed to over the years. So maybe I'll warm to this one as well. Uh, and of course, there's a lot of controversy about actually going to Saudi Arabia in the first place, but mm. other people have argued that case better than me. So I'll leave it at that. Mm. And uh, Baku seems to have, the difference between Baku is tight, but it seems to have bigger runoff areas, although you've probably got to reverse mm. out most of them. It seemed to have more runoff than, than Saudi did. It kind of, you know, inside of the curbs are kind of the only places that you can go off. Um, and we also saw Marshalls being sent out on track as well, which, you know, under control conditions, but still, you know, incredibly dangerous with the amount of debris and stuff that was there. And you move off that racing line and, and, and you're absolutely screwed in Jeddah as well. You know, there's only one racing line. You've got to stick to that. Um, and there's that turn 21, 22, you make a mistake there. At, well, I think it, the entry was 150 miles an hour or something. And, and you know, you're getting a big, a big shunt, but, uh, but fair play, you know, that the, the FIA obviously put in the, you know, a decent tire wall there to, to prevent, you know, Leclerc um, Schumacher being injured. And I think it was, uh, Caldwell and Deleda as well that had an incident there in, in the F2. So, yeah, I think uh, improvements to be made, and I'm sure Joshua and Callum would, all, would also agree on that. Um, but, yeah, let's move on. This is where it all comes down to the final weekend of the season. Um, you know, it's been an incredible season and it all comes down to this. It's Abu Dhabi. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts because last year I remember, you know, I did my usual. I was out in the afternoon, came home and watched the final race of the season. Max won there last year, but I remember it being a dead rubber, uh, you know, no, nothing really happened. Um, we've had some track improvements this year, Callum, Callum O or improvements. Um, the, the two that I would note is um, the hairpin is now, we, we run straight from turn, I think it's turn two or three, straight down to the hairpin. We don't have that little chicane. Um, I think the hairpin's a bit wider and a bit faster. Um, and then we go straight down to the DRS zone. The second DRS zone, I think, is now just one big curve, isn't it? Round into the kind of the final sector towards the hotel. Um, what do you think to the to the track and, and how these how do you think these changes are gonna gonna improve at Calamo? I mean, on on paper, they're improvements. Are they enough to make Abu Dhabi a good track, a fun track? No. Because like, I I think it needs a lot more work than just them, but I think it's a good start. Just a bit more be a bit more flowing, there'll be more opportunities for overtakes, and I think that's what that track needs. So I'm happy that that's been done, but I think there's still more to come. Hmm. And uh Joshua, I'm not sure if you've seen the pictures on Twitter. Um, there's been some pictures of the curbs um, being posted online, which seem to be kind of at a really kind of steep angle and, and, and could be quite mean on the cars. Have you seen any of that? What what, what do you make of it, considering the, the flatness of the curbs we had in Saudi? No, I haven't. Um, it's it's interesting they're making the changes. I think, obviously, I think uh, Stappen and Red Bull did very well there last year. Um Mercedes obviously, I think, said they were focusing on this year's car, next season's car at the time. They'd already won the championship. It didn't really matter. Um, potentially, it makes it higher speed, could benefit Mercedes. But again, new track. We've seen we've seen Qatar, we've seen Saudi, we've seen uh, quite a few new tracks. And Lewis has 
tended to do well. Um, whether this counts as a new track or a new track layout, I'm not too sure if that record's going to continue for Maiden Victories, but it makes it exciting. It, it's, a, it's a different layout, so they've never run it before apart from The Sims. Um, so, yeah, it's they, they won't know what to expect, and it that makes it that little bit more exciting, even though it's it's not the best track historically for, for excitement and drama. And uh, Callum M, um, penalties aren't going to be enough this weekend for these two. If, if you know, if Lewis causes something, if Max causes something, it doesn't look like a penalty is, is going to be enough for the FIA. Uh, Michael Massey, the race director, has warned uh, that possible point deductions could come into play to, to possibly decide this championship if, let's face it, Max causes something. You know, it's unlikely we're going to see Lewis initiating anything. Um, you know, points deductions could come into play. Do you think that's fair or do you think, you know, Max has more wins if it is level and, and you know should win it well it depends on the the incident that happens if if it is a very deliberate max crashes into lewis then obviously they've got to take action and it wouldn't be the first time it's happened if um you guys know your f1 history in 1997 uh jacques villeneuve and michael schumacher were fighting for the title that came down to the last race and schumacher very deliberately tried to uh crash into villeneuve and knock off the road actually backfired he ended up crashing out instead but um, even with that, the FIA decided to completely disqualify Schumacher from the championship. So he wow. finished last that season instead of second. So, yeah, it, would, it has not been the first time, and I'm sure it can happen again. And um, I think as well now with like the whole, the whole world is watching, this has been one of the best title battles in years. I've just seen today that Channel 4 have agreed a deal to show the race live. Uh, which is incredible, you know, so that's kind of just shows how a big event it's going to be. So, yeah, uh, I don't think that there is going to be any uh, deliberate tactics uh, to like try and knock each other off the road. There's too much at stake for that. Uh, But uh, yes, if such an event did happen, then yes, it would have to be penalty points or something uh, because yeah, that we can't decide a championship on that. Mm. Josh, you uh, you massively shook your head when I suggested um, Max winning it on wins, and and I guess that will only happen if they both retire from the race. You know, let's say both of their engines fail, for example, and it has to be given to Max on more wins. Why, why is that that not fair in your opinion? Obviously, if there's an instant where someone's clearly at fault, then fair enough, it's going to be decided by penalties. But let's say that you know they both have to retire, or Mazepin hits both of them when when they're lapping them. What, you know. <laughs> What 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 what's a better way than deciding it than, than just down to wins, Joshua? Hear, hear me out because I know this one this one might come across <laughs> a bit bitter. <laughs> For me, five statistically, Max has won nine races this season and Lewis has won eight. But in mm-hmm. my opinion, the Belgian Grand Prix, I think it was the Belgian Grand Prix. I would look like an idiot. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I don't think you can say. <laughs> But following a safety car for two laps justifies a race win. It doesn't. We've seen it in qualifying that qualifying, you can start on pole, you don't even get on the podium. We've seen it before. And 12 and a half points, I think we said, 12, yeah, 12 and a half points for following a car around the track in the <laughs> wet isn't racing, shouldn't justify a race win. And yes, I've seen loads of Persephone fans saying, oh, but if it wasn't for Silverstone, if it wasn't for Hungary, if it wasn't for Expo, doesn't matter. They all happen during a race, <laughs> racing incidents, right? Fair enough. You followed a safety car for two laps and got 12 and a half points. That wasn't settled on track. That was settled <laughs> by the weather. That was settled by something out of our control. It doesn't feel right to me. If he wins it on race wins, nine to eight, Look, I'll accept it. It is what it is. He got the 12 and a half points. He got the race win for it. It would just, it just wouldn't sit right with me. It doesn't feel fair or just. If Hamilton takes him out and crashes into him, fine. But if, it, if it's like engine penalties or someone else, it would hurt a little bit because it doesn't feel like proper racing. But I can see everyone, everyone disagrees with me. But That's probably half of <laughs> F1 Twitter would as well if they, if they somehow find this. But Max did out-qualify him in, in Spa, so that shows he, he, had a, he had a better weekend and deserved to be beast first over him. But, but, but we didn't get the opportunity to have it decided on the Sunday. 
which anything can happen. Like, yeah, I suppose. We don't so. know what. We don't know <laughs> what. We're, and it's, it's it's a very bad argument. I understand that. But that's why they, that's why they have to give half points out. I mean, Lewis, what do you finish third that race? He got seven and a half yeah. points. It's fifteen. So actually, you should be you should be you know, can't you? Wait, how, I'll just do my maths here. High <laughs> point. Yeah. So if 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 that race had finished like that normally, then Max would have had ten points over Lewis as opposed to five. If I'm correct. Yeah. yeah, so it's because of, it's because of Belgium that they're level on points. So that race had gone the distance <laughs> and finished that way, which it probably wouldn't have done to be honest. But had that, you know, Max would actually be ahead in the championship most likely. So, but we know. will never know. And to give him a race win for it, <laughs> feels <laughs> a bit. <laughs> as a as a wise man once said, Josh, if but maybe should have could have would have. True. This is sport. Sports. In other sports, yeah. whether if weather affects play. Say in football, the game is most like most often rescheduled. So you're so you're saying yeah. we'll go back to Spa, we'll have practice on Christmas Eve, qualifying <laughs> on Christmas Day, and then a race on Boxing Day at Spa, Joshua. Yeah. I, I mean, they. I mean, with, because it, obviously it's a it's a record breaking season. The amount of races and points up for grabs, uh, it would have been impossible to reschedule it. Um, but either cancel the whole thing or. It feels it feels wrong that if it goes to race wins, he wins it on a technicality. Palomo, you're you're the you're the man in the middle here. You, you know you've made it quite clear all year that you're neither really a fan of you know either driver. Um, this happens both of them. You know let's let's just say their engine fails. They're both out. Max wins it on on race wins. How does that sit with you as as a neutral? That's poetic. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I do see the argument, and after Belgium, everyone went, oh, if imagine it goes all the way, what if Belgium decides it, and here we are. I think it was, it was sort of, it was a tough decision at the time, and you kind of wanted to award points, otherwise there was no point in having Belgium Grand Prix. So, I just, I don't know, I think there's been so many instances throughout the season where both drivers could have scored more points, that you can't solely just go, well, he's won it because of Belgium. There's mm. some Monza where both drivers crashed out, sort of both at fault. There was Silverstone, Verstappen got hit. Hungary, Verstappen got hit. So I think to just blame it on Belgium and be like, well, it's ruined because we've decided it because of Belgium is wrong. But I also see Josh's point of, if you want to be technical, you can look back and say Belgium made a difference. Mm. And I feel like you could also say the same with, with when the football was all postponed last season and we had this whole points per game record, you know, teams that were in terrible form because they had good points per game may have been promoted or relegated, even though they could have, you know, slipped outside the promotion places, you know, if they'd have finished the season. But obviously, we're not talking about a season suspension. We're talking about two drivers who have absolutely gone for it all season. Um, and yeah, one postponement, half points could could possibly decide it. But like Callum says, there's plenty of other occasions um, you know, where drivers could have won points over the other. Um, if you don't like Abu Dhabi as a, a final race of the season, tough, because this morning they signed a 10-year contract. It will be the final race of the F1 season until 2030. Callum puts his head in shame. Uh, Callum O laughs and Josh also hangs his head in shame So uh, and puts his hands on his head. So, um, tough. Um, so, yeah, Abu Dhabi it is for the next 10 years. Um, I do kind of like it because it's kind of, ever since I watched Formula 1, it's always kind of been Abu Dhabi at the end of the season, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, for me this season it was weird having Bahrain as the first race of the season because I'm so used to it being Australia um, so yeah for me it's always start with Australia finish with Abu Dhabi but I know you guys have probably watched it longer than me and probably haven't been been used to that um, let's do it then let's let's talk about what's going to happen this weekend um, where do I even start let's let's start with Joshua the, the Hamilton fan um, first of all Let's have uh, your top three and then who you think is going to win this season's uh, 2021 Formula One Championship. I think it's almost as if we've had such an exciting season. I think this race could just be boring. I think it, it could be... <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx it, but I just feel it could be quite straightforward. I don't, I don't see... Mm, much drama. Let's let let's, let's hope for the best. Um, so I think I think we'll go Lewis, Max, Bottas in quali, 
I think it stays the same during the race, um, which means all my ranting about Belgium won't mean anything because Lewis Hamilton will win this season's World Drivers' Championship for a record eighth time. Perfect. So you're thinking that possibly, you know, Mercedes could just have the pace advantage and maybe Lewis will just maintain a five, ten second gap over Max throughout the Grand Prix and there's nothing that he can really do about it. I think momentum and form have to come into it. It's a new track layout. Higher speed is being predicted. Um, and there is rumours that Lewis may take an engine um, change and give him that extra pace. And if he does, um, almost game over. But um, I don't know. Let's, let's hope for the best. And I'll say it will be pretty straightforward um, with Lewis P1 and Max P2. But who knows? Anything could happen. But Let's let's say Merck and Lewis, and obviously that means Merck will win another uh, constructors championship. Alamo, let's throw it to you then. Uh, well, what's going to happen this weekend? Um, as Josh, I think Mercedes as constructors is all but all but done. I think I'm going to say Max will get pole because I can just there's just some about it. it just because I really think you can't split them, so it just comes down to whatever. Sort of seems more right in my head, and I think Max will get pole, but something will happen in the race. I don't, whether yeah. whether there's a collision, whether there's a problem with his car, I don't see it being a boring race. Something will happen just because it's this season. Something has to happen. I think I inferred mean, uh, Bottas probably final podium for a while as he goes to Alpha, but I think I'm gonna say Max is second and Lewis will win which despite me saying pretty much all year that I think Verstappen's going to win the title, would give it to Lewis. But I don't think it'll be as straightforward as just a one, two, three, done. I think it was something will happen, but Lewis will be an eight-time champion. Yeah, I'm sat here, um, I'm feeling nervous just talking about it. And yeah. I know how I was feeling before the uh, before the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix on Sunday. I was, you know, adrenaline was running high. So I have no idea how I'm going to be feeling uh, ahead of this Sunday. Um, for me, I've got Max Lewis Bottas. That's just because I'm, I'm on the, the Verstappen side of the debate. Um, I will be honest, gut instinct is, it is telling me that Lewis Hamilton is going is to win it. Um, but my head wants Max to win it, um, just because it, you know, I think, I think I, I compare it to as though I'm a Liverpool fan myself. I compare it to Liverpool winning the league. If Max wins it, we won't hear the end of it. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I just think it's going to be Max. Um, deep down, I'm thinking Lewis, but I would like it to be Max. So I'll say Lewis, but I, I want it to be Max. Um, and then I've gone, yeah, Bottas uh, third. But um, Callum, you mentioned there um, a final podium for Bottas. What if Bottas wins the race? That'd be quite something. I mean, it will be completely ignored because everybody will be looking at, at where Hamilton Verstappen finishes. Imagine if one of them finishes ninth and the other finishes tenth, and they win it by a point. It, it would just, or, or you know, the other way around, or tenth and eleventh. Um, but yeah, I think you know it'd be quite nice to see Bottas win his last race with Mercedes, wouldn't it? Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to I'm going to give Bottas the win in, in Abu Dhabi, and then I'm going to go Lewis second and Max. Third, um, and maybe Mercedes, but yeah, Bottas actually can have the win. If keep Lewis in second, that'll do us nicely. Um, we'll have the constructors and the drivers' championship, and we get a nice send off one of our drivers. So, yeah, I'll change my mind. I'll go Bottas first, Lewis second, Max third, uh, with Lewis to the championship. Although I want it to be Max Callum, what about you? Oh, I was rather hoping you're going to say Verstappen was going to win, so I could say Verstappen as well. And this is a perfectly balanced podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll um... go Verstappen then. I'll go Verstappen. <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I, I can't call it. I really can't. I obviously want Lewis to win, but I don't know. I think Max will get pole. And then uh, I'm going to say Lewis to win uh, only because I think that something is going to happen. And if something does happen, I think, I think Max is going to be the cause of it. And I think he'll get punished in some way, whether it's like a five-second penalty or whatever, you know, there could, there could be a situation where, again, you know, Max very harshly runs Lewis off the road slightly, and then they give a five-second penalty, and then Lewis just all Lewis has to do is just sit behind Max all race, which he'd very happily do. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I, I'll go Bottas third, as you say, and a nice send-off for him. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I can't call it. Um, I will say this. Uh, I rather unfortunately, uh, I'm going to uh, Crystal Palace v Everton on Sunday, which kicks off at four o'clock. Unfortunately, based on where I live, I have to leave the house by two at the latest. And the Grand Prix oh, starts at yeah. one. So I'm hoping if anything happens, it happens in the first hour. There's no safety cars or red flags or anything. <laughs> um, have to get like Sky Go or actually, if it's going to be on Channel Four, I can just stream for um, yeah, yeah. Four Oh, that's yeah. handy. So yes, I will be on on the bus up to Sellers Park with uh, phone in hand, watching it for the last half hour of the race. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, I honestly can't call it. I think both are worthy winners, uh, as much as it Max. You know, has had his moments this season where we've not, you know, particularly again last weekend where we've not enjoyed him. He has been a phenomenal driver this season. There's no doubt, no doubt in it. I just hope that the ego and the power doesn't go to his head, a bit like how it did with Seb when he won his first title at Red Bull. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, whoever wins, I just hope it's a fair race. I hope nothing happens. I'm sure something will. But yeah, looking forward to it. I described. Max Verstappen as the Cristiano Ronaldo of F1, but without the awards to warrant the ego. And I think it's a, I don't know what you think, it's a fair comparison because I think they're both phenomenal at what they do. They both have that ego and arrogance. But I mean, I know he's still very young, but Verstappen is, what, seven seasons now on F1? Potentially nothing to show for it. Um, and when you look when Lewis sort of pushed it close in, in his first season and won it in his second season. I don't know. It's it's an interesting fight, but mm. I think Verstappen's a very interesting character. He said he said just now, actually, that um, he thinks he's being unfairly treated and treated different to every other driver uh, with all the penalties wow. he's been getting. So it's... It, it, I, I just don't want it to get to the point where it's a dry... I think, well, where it's Max saying that he was cheated out of the championship because of penalties. And I think if it gets to that point, if it gets, if Lewis wins it, I think he needs to shake his hand and say, look, well done. You pushed me all the way and you beat me on the last hurdle. And I think yeah. leave it at that. And then we go again um, in 2022. I have a feeling if that, if it happens and Lewis wins it, it might not be so, Max might not, might not be so gracious in defeat, shall we say? Mm. But I don't want to, I don't want to anger Max fans any more than I already have today. I think the thing the thing I definitely noticed with Lewis is uh, whenever Max beats him at the start of every video, it's congratulations to Max, you did a great job. That's the first line of every interview he does. Max at the end of Saudi Arabia walked off the podium. Um, you know, as the champagne was being sprayed, didn't want to be in the photo, didn't want to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I would like, I think we, we can all agree, we just want to be, we just want it to be fair. Whether one of them makes a mistake and spins in qualifying, which puts them at the back of the grid for for the race, you know, that's their fault. You know, if if Max hits Lewis and then goes and wins it, or if there's an engine penalty or something like that decides it, then although it's the rules and, and we've got to apply the rules, then it's not, you know, we just want it to be decided on track ultimately and, and in a fair way without any contact, without any crashes. Um, and it's certainly going to be a season that will live long in the memory. Um, I saw, uh, I think 2.7 million were watching it live on Sky uh, on Sunday. You know, it wouldn't be surprised to see that go up to three, four um, come Sunday afternoon as well on Channel 4, which is, you know, if you've got free view, you'll have Channel 4 on your TV. So pretty much everybody in the country, you know, will, will have access to it. So, yeah. It's uh, the World Cup of Formula One. I've, I've seen it being described like the World Cup final. It's just going to be amazing. Um, and like I've already said, you know, I'm nervous talking about it. Um, let's uh, let's end on a on a slightly lighthearted note. Then uh, let's get our wild predictions. We've completely forgotten about those. Um, not probably going to be relevant at the end of the season. Um, I mentioned it before we started recording uh, that Sky asked the Haas drivers every week if this is going to be the weekend where there's an odd result where they get on the points. So I just thought, why not? Let, let's. Uh, it'd be quite nice to see Haas get their first points of the season. Um, so my wild prediction is whether it's Mazepin or Schumacher, I don't know, uh, that one of them is somehow going to finish in the points. Uh, let's go for Callum M. Oh, you nicked my one, Matt. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else could happen this weekend? Uh, don't really know, to be honest. Um, let's let's really, go. Like, to be honest, this has been such a wild season. I think like we've we, we pretty much covered everything that could have happened. 
Yeah. Uh, I will go because it's not happened too often, although it did happen recently. Uh, Latifi to out-qualify Russell on their last oh, nice. uh, uh, one. It did happen a few weeks ago, but uh, yes, that would be a, a great way to end their Williams journey. Joshua, let's let's go to you. Let's go to the Hamilton side of the fence. Um, you said light-hearted note. Um, nothing light-hearted about this one. I think Perez <laughs> and uh, Bottas crash. Um, oh, that'd be exciting. That said, would be brilliant, wouldn't it? I said Valtteri third, so I think that means I think Perez uh, will uh, crash out after contact with Bottas. Uh, P- P- Perez and Bottas crashing, leaving Max and Lewis to, to get on with it themselves, not helping them. Yeah, but it'd be interesting. Uh, Josh, uh, Joshua, Calamo, let's finish it with you. What, what's your wild prediction that's going to happen this weekend? Oh, and all Q3 related. Not only will George Russell make Q3, his final Williams appearance, either Max or Lewis will have some sort of drama in Q3. Sort of similar to like Saudi Arabia. Something will happen. Exciting, exciting stuff. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's going to come down to a mistake. Um, I think one of them is going to make an error. That it will just get too much of them, possibly Max. And I think they'll probably win it off that, whether that's in qualifying or in the race. We've talked about it. We've talked about everything that could possibly happen. Uh, Calamo thinks that if something happens, something's going to happen in the race. Max will cause it. Josh thinks it's just going to be a routine win for Lewis. And uh, Calamo, like most people out there, most people listening just cannot call it. Um, I've no idea how I'm going to be feeling at, at 12.55 when when that Formula One theme tune plays and we get into the coverage uh, before it starts. It's just, it's going to be amazing. Um, let's hope it's not as boring as Joshua's predicted and let's hope something happens. No, but like be I've boring, said, please. <laughs> <laughs> but like we've said, let's just hope whatever happens is fair. Um, yeah, guys, it's been fantastic having your company this season. I cannot wait for next week's episode. Um, I don't care if we get zero listeners or a million listeners next week. Next week's episode is for us. Uh, at the start of the season, we first met. It was all a little bit awkward. We didn't know each other. We all made our predictions. Uh, our 1 to 20 of where we think the drivers will finish and our 1 to 10 of where we think the constructors will finish. My day off on Monday is going to be spent possibly crying if Max loses. Uh, hopefully that's how Josh <laughs> spent his Monday. But I'm going to be listening back to that podcast. I'm going to be getting my spreadsheets out. We're going to have a look um, at how good or terrible our predictions were for the season. So really looking forward to that one next week. Maybe even more than that than I'm looking forward to the Grand Prix, but no, no, probably not. Um, so yeah, that'll be good fun next week. So yeah, make sure whatever happens this weekend um, that you join us next week. And yeah, you've got no reason not to watch the Grand Prix. It's on for free. Everybody can watch it. Uh, so make sure that you do. Um, so yeah, gents, thanks very much. Let's hope it's a fair end to the championship. Cannot wait to see how it ends. I'm going to go and watch the press conference now and, and see what's been said because by what Josh was saying, it sounds quite interesting. Thank you to everyone that's listened. Enjoy Sunday. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.